Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. West Ham 3, Liverpool 2. Hmm. Well, that was uh, not a fun game. And actually, for me, it had nothing to do with um, us losing. I mean, you know, there are games that we lose and games that you get frustrated. This one just got to me a heck of a lot more than most other games. I know I was texting you uh, while the game was going on. I, I, what I'll say is I'll say two things. One is I haven't watched West Ham since last year and I've forgotten how much I hate their brand of football. And two is I clearly don't know the rules of the game of football anymore. And I'm like, getting tired of, of making the same argument over and over. I, I just, I don't know what happens. I don't know why the calls are what they are. I'm totally lost. So this podcast is going to be a little bit different because truth be told, I haven't actually watched the game. Usually if I miss the game, then uh, we'll record probably the, the day after just to allow me to catch up or to allow you to catch up. But this time I decided I'm not even going to bother watching this game because I can already tell from the score. I watched the goals. I've looked at the stats and I can already tell what kind of game it was. And especially from your frustrations, your texts, I can totally tell what I'm going to watch. So I can't even justify watching it. But you know what? In all honesty, why don't you, if there was a game to miss, this was it. This was it, huh? I mean, like... So, it, let, let me give you a rundown of what I think happened. So first of all, Klopp didn't surprise us with a crappy lineup. Allison had one of those days where, I don't know, he just woke up the wrong side of the bed or something. Um, what else? Robertson was lackadaisical. Robertson energy, was Robertson. No invention. Ox was lackadaisical, no energy, no invention. Henderson and Fabinho were confused in the midfield. Salah was doing his his tricks or attempting to do his tricks. Mane was just lost. Jota was just huffing and puffing. How's that? And Origi comes on and scores. So I'll give you... So <laughs> are you sure you didn't watch the game there, buddy? Because you're not too far off. So... So cliche. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what Robbo was doing there. Um I, I think after after a display like today, I don't know. You know, Klopp says he thinks that that Rabo is the best left back in the world. I think he's not the best left back on the team. Um, so no, just flat no. Um, Ox, I, I don't know. I don't know what he was waiting for. I don't know what he was looking for. He was, I mean, he was okay. He was there ish. Um. You know, I what I will say is, um, I mean, if we're going to talk about our players, we can start with that. This one rests pretty heavily on Mane, I would say. Mane had two glorious chances that, I mean, one he put right at the keeper and the second one right at the end of the game where he should have tied it, he put it wide. Um, you know, I... I I don't. I just don't know what to say about that anymore. Like, like, you know, he's he's got a decent game here and there, but he's he's not finishing anywhere. He he's, I I don't know. You know, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm more surprised when he finishes than when he misses. But today is where those games where he needs to finish, and he had two glorious chances to finish. Um, 
And again, putting it right at the keeper, okay, maybe. But then at the end of the game, you know, you need to be able to put it away. You know, we we needed a point. We needed to at least tie. That would have at least given us something going into the international break. And he just put it wide and and I just... Um, I guess what you what you didn't mention, because <laughs> you pretty much got the rest of it, is I honestly thought Van Dyke was poor. I'll, I'll say that. Poor. He's he's had more poor games than good games this season. Yeah, I would agree. There was there was one play in the first half where um, you know he was he Antonio was coming down with the ball and Alexander Arnold and I think Fabinho were chasing him. And Van Dyke kind of ran back, but on his side, he didn't come to help. He started coming to help and then he went back and it's like, but Antonio's faster than both of those guys. So where are you going? It was wildly confusing. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, that I, I didn't love his game. Matip was just okay. Um, Alexander Arnold seemed to have a decent game. You know, the, the main talking points, I know, right? How long has it been? How many has he had? <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, the talking points are pretty simple. The first goal for, uh, for West Ham again, I, I guess I, I don't understand what goalie interference is anymore because, you know, the, the, the forward went up <clears throat> and had his arms raised, which is not a natural motion. It's and interfered with the keeper, right? Like if, if a forward's arms are interfering with the keeper's arms. Like last I read, that was the definition of interference on a, on a corner, but apparently no. Um, so I find that super weird. Um, and, and the, the foul on, on Hendo in the first half, like I, I don't remember exactly who it was on him, but that's a, that's a straight red. I'm, I'm not even sure. Like even the halftime commentary, all of the former players were like, oh, he knew what he was doing. He intended to hurt him. That has to be a red in every game. And and it wasn't even called a foul, let alone a red. So I I just, I don't know. And and I'll tell you honestly, I, what I haven't heard anyone else say um, was about uh, West Ham's second goal. So on their second goal, um, Antonio didn't touch the ball because he was in an offside position. But he interfered with Van Dyke getting to the ball. So he was actually between Van Dyke and the ball, and Van Dyke had to go around him to get to the ball. That should automatically be waved off. I've ranted about this passive offside a lot. And today I thought that was the perfect example of why offside is offside. Like if you don't touch it, you know, unless you're in the far corner, you're interfering in the play. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I, I I watched all the goals. I didn't see anything wrong with any of them. Um, I just saw poor defending on every on each one. Oh, I, there was loads I, of poor defending by us. Absolutely. I do take your point, but I'm. They don't often call those the the goalie interference. They they rarely call it anymore. You kind of have to be punching a goalie in order f- for you to get that call. And then likewise the offside. I'm more concerned as to why Zuma had a free header than anything else. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't Allison, disagree. Just had an off, he just had an off day. But let me, so let me ask you this. So this is where I'm 
frustrated um, both with the team and with the keeper and, and with the ref. So what I can tell you is in the olden days, if a ref let one goal go like that on a header, he'd basically tell the team, anyone who touches him, I'm blowing every corner dead. And you don't see that anymore because they, they're no longer allowed to ref a game properly. So, you know, not that on the second corner, I thought there was anything wrong, but once you got in the olden days, once you'd gotten a goal on a ref on a, on a keeper, after you'd kind of knocked him a bit, you wouldn't get near him because you knew you'd get called every single time. So I, I don't know. I don't love that. Um, but I don't disagree with you. I mean, our, our play was poor, but what I'm wondering is like, if you can knock the keeper around, why don't we do that? Like our corners are terrible. We don't do anything. Ox, was he doing anything else? Cause I didn't notice. <laughs> The, the the reason why we don't do that is we we don't from what I see we don't really look to score from from corners off the the first play, which is why Trent always tries to go short because they're looking for someone to head it out and then Robertson to cross it back in for the second phase. And Honestly, at least I, I'm at just least tired I'm of that. Intentional. I'm hoping it's intentional because that's what happens every single time. Really? Because when Simikas is taking the corner, doesn't look like he's doing that. Yeah. The problem is that there's no one in, in the middle to head it. <laughs> Unless Allison runs up. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't pull Allison for any last minute corners this game. I, 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 I don't ever want to see that again. It just makes us look cheap and desperate you know what like the thing for me is i just it 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 was a bad day to lose because you know other than man city everybody dropped points in the top there and we could have you know we could have found ourselves right next to chelsea putting legitimate pressure on them i mean at the the end of the day is west ham a good team no no, is no, this, they are. Is this BS? No, you know what the problem is? They rely on a handful on converting a handful of opportunities each game. And it works sometimes, but it won't work always. So they'll never really challenge for the title. They'll never I really never challenge in, in any other thing. Because in the long run, all they'll do is win some games. They'll win a they'll win a percentage of games. They'll never have a great season. That's that's just not how they work. But you said that they're not a good team, and I'm saying they are a good team. They're good at what they do. I don't think they'll win the league, but they're they're a good team and they can beat anyone on any given day. And and this was actually a game I was concerned about. And and I want to ask you this. Um going into the game, especially after the last league game against Brighton, I I, I was starting to wonder, is it time to see what Gomez and Van Dyke can do together? Granted Gomez is out ill now, I believe, but um especially on the second was it the no, the third goal? Um, I just felt that Matip, Gomez is, is quicker at reading out danger, right? So he picks up all the all the pieces. And Matip was trying to be a little bit too exquisite, ex, 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 extravagant there by pulling up, trying trying to go in for the, 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 the block, and he just left his man. I... Whereas Joe Gomez would have either, he, he would have just stayed with his man. You know what? I think I'm... I was actually thinking before the game, I was surprised that Matip was there because I think Matip is a very good player, but I'm starting to sense, and maybe this is just me being silly, but I'm starting to sense that 
the more you play them, you get diminishing returns. Like some guys, when they play every game, they get better and better because they get in a rhythm. I actually think he wears down. Yeah. The mental, the mental, I don't want to call them mistakes, but he's not quite mentally as sharp. Uh, you know, I, I felt like today there were a couple of times like Antonio turned him a bit. Um, I thought he could have played it a lot better. And so I actually would have liked to have seen um, Konate in there. And because, it would have made sense against a team like West Ham. Exactly, right? They're all tall. So on the corners, Antonio, you yeah. want a guy like that. And let Antonio decide he's going to go for Kanate. Because right. you're not bigger or stronger than him. And you're not faster than him. Like, legitimately, I, I think probably Antonio in a foot race is faster than Matip. But he's not faster than Konate. Right. So it, it would have... I Like I said, I think Matip is very good. But... I think a he was wrong for this game, and b, um, I, I just too many games in a row just doesn't seem to work for him. I I don't know why. Um, well, to be fair, he he's missed the last two league games. Right. Yeah, but he played. He played during the week. He played during the week, right? And I, you know, I don't know. I think I think he's a guy that you play once a week. Pick which game of the week you want, but don't make him play two games in the span of like four days. I know I just, what you mean. Um, I don't know what's causing it, but I, I agree that there is something. There's there's something that's hindering him from playing every game like Van Dyke. Either it's mental or physical, but there's something that... I don't know. Maybe Van Dyke needs to not play every game too, because he is looking... I wouldn't even say mortal. He's looking just straight not good. I I was I was truly unimpressed with him today and I can't remember the last time he impressed me in a game. There were there were times where you know he made a good run, he knew exactly what he was doing, he was calm under pressure, but I don't know, he's just he's a bit off. I mean, he hasn't become Maguire. Let's <laughs> let's no, let's, no. let's not be extreme, but he's he's definitely not the Van Dyke that we're used to. I wonder how much of that has to do with not having Genie, right? Because when we had Genie, Genie played on the left-hand side of the midfield primarily, right? And so that's Van Dyke's side as well. And I wonder, obviously, whoever's playing there instead of him is not tracking back as much as they should, whether it's Henderson, Thiago, Ox, Jones, whoever. So I wonder if Van Dyke is, is, is overthinking what he needs to do to compensate for that. You know, I'll be honest, Ox is just not good. No, he's like he he he's he's an impact sub that you just bring on when you want to change your your tactics. But he, I don't see what position he plays from the start for any championship champ, championship chasing team. Yeah, like he's he's and and honestly, there were times that he was clearly not um, not tracking back the way he should, you know, and and. I don't know. I mean, it can't be that he's tired because he hasn't played that many games. So I'm not sure why. But like, as an example, you know, and he, and he did pretty well. He won, what, a six of nine duels. So that's not bad. But he didn't foul anyone and he wasn't fouled either. Like, kind of feel like if you're in the midfield, you should maybe be fouled or foul someone here and there. Like, it, it kind of feels like he wasn't really in the game. 
You know, Fabinho fouled once and was fouled twice. Hendo, um, actually, Hendo didn't have any fouls either way. So I wasn't super impressed with Hendo either. Although Hendo did get, you know, a red card tackle that wasn't called a red card. So maybe I can forgive a little bit. But I, I, I don't know what Ox brought today. You know, I also didn't feel like he really looked for his shot in any way. You know, there there are times where you can see he's trying to set up for a shot, forcing the defense to kind of come out outside the box, but he really wasn't doing that today. And so I, I just, I don't know what he did today. I don't know why he was there. Um, you know, I would have rather had someone else. But again, we've apparently decided to go with the smallest possible team we can for the cheapest possible money we can. And so we end up starting Ox. So I know that we we talked about this after the last part or uh, in the last podcast. I'll ask it again. If we had to buy one player in January, what position do we get? I know the last time you said a striker, but I, I really think we need to get a midfielder because that's where everything is falling down. Yes, our defenders are not playing well. Yes, our forwards are not playing well. But especially against teams that have good midfielders, which West Ham do. Um, Henderson is off. Fabinho is in and out. Ox is just Ox. Thiago is on the bench. Keita is, is out. Milner Why? Is out. Why is Thiago on the bench? Exactly, right? Who knows? Like, like, he's our highest paid player, or at least he was before Van Dyke signed. Like, why? Like, and again... I'm not trying to be difficult, but if we're a team that clearly isn't looking to pay players and we're trying to do it all on the cheap, why are we getting a guy to be our highest paid player that we bring in for 30 minutes in a big game? Well, it was it's obviously to do with his injury. However, it would have made sense to start him, I think. Fine. Start him and then bring someone else on. Right. Like, you know, in the meantime or, or after after an hour or something. But don't exactly. bring him on when you're chasing a game. Don't bring him on. Other guys are already in rhythm. Like, no, just all of that is a no. So I, I don't know. I mean, to, to your point, when I saw the starting lineup, I was worried. And I hoped I was wrong. But it turns out that I wasn't. And it made for a not fun time watching. I mean, don't get me wrong. Should the full school have counted? No, I didn't like it. Should, you know... West Ham's second goal have counted. I personally think it's it's interference, you know, from in an offside position, but whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not like I felt like we dominated or we, you know, did we deserve maybe a point from it? Sure, but we didn't deserve to win this. We didn't look great. Um, and it was just a very frustrating game to watch. Um, and again, West Ham, they play how they play and and they do it well. And we've clearly not figured out how to break down a leap deep line team and our defense is not appreciably better than last year right i don't know how to say it but i mean last year we gave up lots of goals and this year i feel like we're giving up the same yeah i don't know what's going on this year we seem to be giving up goals in twos and threes whenever we do concede and that's worrying is it mental Yeah, I know. I, I don't know either. Like like last year, we were giving up goals and we knew why. We had our like 18th and 50th string defenders. But now, I mean, in theory, we've I got... Think, 
I think too many of our players are a bit too comfortable, right? Robertson shouldn't be playing, but he's comfortable because he knows he'll play whenever he's fit. Van Dijk is clearly a little bit too comfortable. Allison is comfortable. Henderson is comfortable. Mane and Salah are comfortable, right? And we talked about the mentality monsters from a couple seasons ago, but let's be real. These are just human beings, right? And there are only so many games that they can come back from when they're down 3-1. And when they're already a little bit too comfortable anyway, then there's just no bite or, or no fight. Well, I mean, I think the big one that drives me nuts is I just wish Origi would play to his abilities because, I mean, his goal today, you know, was fantastic. And if he had been in the same position as Mane and his chances, those would have been gone in. So the thing about Origi, I put that on Klopp like a lot of other things. When you play him as a striker and when you use him as a striker, he's fine. But when you play him on the wing or even play him in the Firmino role and you don't use him, as a striker, he may as well not be on there, right? Yeah, it's it's true. I like Klopp tries to kind of put everyone in in this team mold that he has, but he needs to realize that certain guys just don't fit that. Yeah, and like like Tiago is not a grinded out midfielder. No. So why'd you get him if you're only going to look for grinded out midfielders? And and Origi is not a come back into the midfield to pick up the ball he's a number nine finisher right and if if you're not going to play to his strengths then and he doesn't want to leave then make sure you get another striker who can play to your strengths right so again i i i really i really i really hope one day there'll be an interview that comes out that answers my question as to is it Klopp not listening to Pep, his number two, on tactical matters? Or is Klopp at fault for making poor decisions? Because, Or is his number two not telling him what to do? Because um, I, I, he just doesn't know how to... He doesn't change games. You know, he doesn't change tactics. He doesn't appear to do any... Re- I mean, I'm sure they do, but it doesn't translate on the field as to doing research on the other team as to how to break them down. It's, it's interesting different. because when you hear his like pregame talks about other teams, yes. like today his pregame talk, like you heard him talk about, well, they're strong in the midfield and then the guy, I don't remember the interviewer said something and he's like, well, yeah, but they don't go wide. Right. Which is true, they don't. So he's obviously looking at games and he knows what's going on, but then... Maybe his players are just not listening, and that's why he's always agitated on the bench. No, I think with Klopp, if you're not listening, you get pulled off. But then I don't know why Ox is on. I mean, Ox does not run back enough, and he's still allowed to play on. Yeah. I I, I mean, and, and with Ox, it's more a case of, like, well, okay, but who do you have is the next question. Well, you know what? He would bring up a kid before he let a guy not run. So, so the instructions to Ox must be, it's okay if you don't run back every time. But it can't be. But it can't be because that's not how the team is built. So I, I just, I'm at a total loss as to what Klopp is doing. I'm at a total loss what the rules are. 
I'm just like, honestly, today was not a day I wanted to watch a game. It's not a day I want to talk about football. It's just miserable day. Um, you know, and, and I don't know, it should have been a better game, I guess, but we didn't do a great job and, and West Ham did what they needed to do. So fun fact that our first game after the international break is against Arsenal. And if they beat us, they go above us. Isn't that crazy to imagine? I did read that, which is funny because West Ham just moved above us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now the table is still tight. We're only four points behind Chelsea, but it is, this is a pivotal moment. And I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing that there's an international break because the next the next game could actually set the trend for what kind of season we end up having. Well, I mean, you did call it and you said we're either winning the league or not even making top four. And, Absolutely. and if, if they don't figure out what the fudge sickle is going on on defense, um, this is not a top four team, you know, Salah can score all he wants, but if, you know, n- no offense and I'm, and I'm not trying to put down West Ham, but, Two goals is enough to beat West Ham. And it has to be. Because West Ham's not going to get a whole lot of chances. Right? They're they're not a team that's going to, at least when they play us, they're not a team that's going to generate, you know, loads of chances. And that's why I said that our, our problem is in our midfield. Because we are scoring. And our defenders, they are playing, oh, they're playing well enough as far as we're used to. But we're just allowing teams would run through our midfield and put them under pressure yeah i mean and cause them to make mistakes yeah we're like the the thing is i guess because of that it's the shots that are that the opponents are getting are just better than they used to be right right like west ham had three shots on today and three goals that's not typical, you know, like, like the chances they had were just really good chances. You know, even the corner, why, why are we not boxing out better? You right. know, wh- why are we not, you know, if there's a guy pushing Allison, then go push the guy. Like, and I, I, I can't remember the last time a player has been able to just run through it, Allison dead on and shoot. The last time I can remember was Aston Villa last season. Where we want to, and it wasn't even Allison in net, but I don't know because Allison's made a few great saves on breakaways. I mean, maybe they were coming a bit from the side. Yeah, they were coming a bit from the side. This one was just—it was like a penalty, right? He was just right in front of him. Our defenders I, were nowhere in sight. But realistically, yeah. hasn't Allison been man of the match for several matches this season? Oh, absolutely. And and it used to be that Allison was the loneliest, most bored guy on the field. And right. he'd come out to halfway line just to touch the ball. So right. this is not bad. This is Allison is a high utility player that decides games. And today he wasn't at his best and he decided the game and we lost. Where other games he's at his best and he decides the game and we went. But that's not okay. That's not okay, right? Because this now highlights that we have gaps elsewhere. He shouldn't be the one deciding our, our game every single time, just like De Gea was doing for Man, Man, Manchester United like um, seven, eight years ago. Every, every every game, he was man in the match. But that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and and again, I guess you have to ask yourself, like, what is going on? Because Van Dyke, even not as good as he normally is, is still a great defender. Matip is a great defender. Fabinho... 
is still good. I mean, he's not at his usual levels, but he's still good. But just something is is going on. And I, I honestly don't know what it is, but I don't get paid as much as Klopp and his staff to figure it out. So I'm getting a little bit frustrated. I mean, we're approaching the halfway point of the season and we still haven't figured out our defense. Again, I don't think it's the defense. I think it's the midfield. We, we injuries have... The same thing that happened last season with our defense is happening in, in, in our midfield where injuries have prevented us from having a set um, at least midfield to every game. Henderson has played pretty much every game and that's not... He, <laughs> he is going to break down, right? Eventually. And well, I mean... Playing well anyway. I think we're crazy lucky that our midfield right now is Hendo, Ox, and Fab. And they've managed to make it through two games uninjured. Yeah. <laughs> like all three of those guys, and maybe Fab not as much, but Hendo's usually good for an injury every few months. And Ox, I mean, if you're relying on him, then you're in a bad way. So... If- if I were the owners and I had all the money in the world to spend on Liverpool, I would go and get Calvin Phillips from Leeds. I, I don't know. Cause I mean, I'm not saying he's not good, but I thought rice was good enough today. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded having him on our side. Rice is good, but he'll go for more money. And I think, um, Phillips would be a, a better fit because we just need somebody to protect the back because even Fabinho is okay if you push him up a little bit or you you play him on the left hand or you play um, Fabinho on the left hand side right where GD used to play but having those two in there we just need more protection for our defenders are we really saying that we miss Genie because I never him. thought that day well, would come <laughs> We, we we miss him because we haven't we haven't done our due diligence. I, I have no problem with him not being here. I, I wouldn't necessarily want him back, but it is irresponsible that they haven't addressed the fact that he was leaving. You know, and I guess the the Liverpool defender in me would say, you know what? I mean, Elliot is out, Kata's out, Milner's out, Jones is out. When you got four guys out you know, that's, that's a tough, that's, that's tough to handle. No, Do you think, think Milner would have done a better job than Ox? I think so. Oh, absolutely. So he's a, smart, he's a smarter player, right? Well, he has higher footballing IQ and that's the issue with Ox. I'm sure he's a smart, smart person, but footballing IQ is, is poor. His fashion that. IQ is pretty good. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. And he seems to very much care about it too. Exactly, and, and that's the issue. I don't think he's maybe maybe he's just not interested in football anymore, which is fine, right? But Klopp should pick up on that and just either sell him or not give him time. Yeah, it, going back to your point about midfielders, though. So even if we have those nine, ten midfielders that you named, of of all 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 of our midfielders, the only ones who are not injury prone are Elliot, um, Jones, even Jones got a few injuries last season but I, I guess because he, he played too many games he was young and he got broken down because so many yeah. games yeah so I think that's it right of all of our midfielders only Jones is not injury prone and he got injured 
So it, it's like you said, it's a, it's it's a blessing that we have any of them fit because Milner is injury prone now because he's old. Ox is injury prone. Well, Kater but is- Milner's injury prone because Klopp injured him. Milner has never played five straight games for Liverpool in his career. Yeah. And we decide to play him when he just hit his 87th birthday. Like, <laughs> this is not hard to figure out. Like, this is where I get crazy frustrated. You either decide that the next game is the only important one, or you play for a season. Like, you know the guy hasn't played five games before. There's a reason for it. Don't play him. But we did. So, and then Keda, like, he obviously took that knock. Don't put him back in in the next game. You know he's fragile. I just, I find it all like extremely silly. And Jones is just unlucky with an eye injury or whatever he had. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so, I mean, long story short, this is a pretty sour taste uh, going into the international break. Do we even want to talk about man of the match? Um, Who have we not said anything bad about? Trent. Trent. Yeah. why, Why don't we give it to Trent? Or you know why? I'm going to tell you why I'm not giving it to, it to Trent. Origi. I'm giving it to Origi. I'm not giving it to Trent because scoring on your like 300th free kick doesn't count for anything. You should have scored a heck of a lot more on the way. It's just about time that he scored. So I actually am not super impressed that he scored. Again, beautiful goal. Great idea. Moving the ball a little bit to Salah. All of that was great. But Trent simply doesn't score enough off of free kicks that I can't give it to him. I'll go with Origi with you. And that skill on on just turning around, putting it on net, like, man, I wish that was there every week, eh? It is there. It's just not being used. I mean, right. he, yeah, he, he, he has that every single time if he's right in the middle in front of net and you give him the ball. <laughs> Instead, we've been giving the ball right in the middle to Mane because that's worked out yeah. super well. If you think about it with Mane, because I was thinking about this um so he's been with us for about five years now right five seasons maybe even six um and in that time if we're completely honest he was good for the first half of his first season and then he went away to the african nations cup and came back and didn't really know what he was doing um the next season he will he he had a good first few games and then he got a red card against manchester city and then didn't know what he was doing for the rest of the season until the end. And then, then he had two good seasons. Then he had one, one good season. Good season. The, the Champions League season, he was extraordinary. Then the second yes. season after that, he he was good enough because, I mean, the, the team was coasting. Right? We coasted he was above years. ordinary. Yeah. He wasn't extraordinary, and, but he was above ordinary. And then he's just been poor. Right. So... And is, what is did this, I say? Is this just, the player that we now have? Like, is this just like- remind me two years ago? What did I say we needed to do with him? Sell him. Absolutely. And why was it? Because this is his peak value, and he's not this good. Yeah. So you're you're preaching to the choir, my friend, because I agree with you. I he has flashes. He really does. Like like Firmino. He has those games that he can almost convince you that maybe he's still got it. But, you know, when we need a goal, sadly, there's only one guy on the team who can deliver, and that's Salah, and even he can't on days like today. Yeah. So, 
Uh, it is what it is, a loss, a missed opportunity. We could have gained a bit of ground. Instead, we actually find ourselves looking up at another team. Um, and, you know, we go into the international break. Hopefully these guys go away and come back hungry, but who knows? We've got a big game against Arsenal in two weeks, and, and that may kind of point us in the direction of the rest of our season. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website. <laughs>